0: Shut up and sit down.
1: The real problem is not whether machines think, but whether men do.
0: It went up. It went up to
2: the cloud. And you can't get it down from the cloud? Nobody understands the
1: cloud.
2: It's a mystery.
0: Master the tools and technology that will change the way we do just about everything. Welcome to the gig. Hey there, welcome to Lucky Number 13, Episode 13 of The Gig. And as luck would have it, we're exactly 12 podcasts under the belt now, not including this one. So we thought it would be a suitable holiday episode to highlight some of the best from our first dozen. So without further ado, here is the best from the first 12 episodes of the gig, formerly known as Radio Script Rock. Episode 1 Jim is a co-creator of PowerShell 1.0 and um, is, is a very prominent figure in the PowerShell community. Do you feel like having a music background, do you think that sort of molded your thinking processes from an earlier part of your life to equip you later on for doing what you do now as an engineer?
2: I learned how to see patterns more rapidly. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things as a musician you do is you start to recognize patterns because it it, uh, it helps you in, in so many different ways. And so, uh, you know, if you, you can go back down to, you know, doing scales and... and arpeggios and all those things that you do as a musician, when you recognize those patterns, you, you don't have to work so hard. You, you actually let the, the training take over. And by recognizing patterns as a general principle, uh, I think that's ex- extraordinarily useful in, in software development.
3: Episode 2
1: One of the more scary things to have happen in the modern world these days is that you can see someone repeatedly trying to brute force your uh, bank account. And the reality is that you cannot do too much. And even if you contact the finance institution, the reality is, is uh, like from my experience, like working in banking, uh, albeit quite some time ago, but ultimately there's not a great deal you can do other than resetting passwords and all this stuff. But if right. it's a brute force attempt, they're going to try again, right? So right. all right. these other mechanisms like two factor and all these other you know time based exceptions, it really is kind of disturbing and, and kind of worrisome for like the average punter that's on the street that's receiving these types of
0: messages. So yeah,
1: and, and how many do you reckon of those are getting generated daily at the moment? episode three.
0: So Ira Winkler is uh, one of the world's foremost security experts and he's, he's a frequent speaker at RSA as many of you probably know. If you
2: are personally not going to be secure then don't, you know, then you might as well give it to a cloud provider who's reasonably secure. On the other hand, if you have good security practices in place, which is critical um, you really got to look at your cloud provider and say hey, if I'm moving to this the cloud, what's their practices? Are they going to allow, like in the case of hacking Twitter internal documents several years ago, what happened was a teenager in France just got bored and said, hey, I'm going to hack Twitter. So he was able to get the login credentials or compromise the login credentials on, you know, for Gmail, Google Apps, whatever it was, and he was able to change the woman's password and then log in as that woman from somewhere in France.
0: Episode four. Uh, Scott is the CEO of Authenticate. And uh, well, Scott, I'll let you go ahead and tell us more about your company and, and your technology, specifically um, what you guys are doing in terms of innovating security.
1: you got to get to email. you got to get to whatever, Facebook or a dating site, or you got to update your gambling positions, whatever it is. <laughs> there are things that you need to do. You know, Work-life balance is, is kind of commingling now. People need to get out to the internet. When IT says, how are we going to do that and balance our security and content compliance uh, rules, there's real tension there. So one use case could be IT could say, use this browser for personal stuff. So you basically have a different icon and you launch it. That browser doesn't execute on 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 your device. It actually executes on our environment.
0: Episode 5 uh, James DeLucia is a noted author and a thought leader. Um, does a lot of consulting for Fortune 500 clients.
1: But
2: I can tell you, there is a lot of industrial classic companies that have really amazing DevOps movements happening at a, a pretty significant scale. That it, I think we, we shouldn't always restrict ourselves to the technology group because as we see the software-defined network, we're going to start seeing the DevOps concepts push into operational sense, which is
3: going to be very interesting.
0: Yeah, that's one thing um, that's often overlooked is that DevOps is a methodology that can be applied across industries, it's not just about software companies.
2: Yeah, you know, power generation companies, you know, those, those that are working on the, uh, you know, from the, the readers on your boxes, right, First from our power grids to those that are handling the big generators, uh, companies that deal in big agriculture. Uh, everything from research to kind of managing all the crop yield.
0: Episode six. So today we're happy to have on our podcast uh, Phil Boshua. And did I say your name right? Bosha? Yeah. Yeah. Boshua? yeah. Um and Phil Kearney. Yep. Two Phils. So we'll call you Phil B, we'll call you Phil K. And we'll okay. call we'll call you Mike. Just don't call me late for dinner. Both of you guys are pioneers in, in the smart device IoT space. and, um, well, and I, well,
3: I'm an early comer.
0: An early comer? Yeah. Oh, t- <laughs> sorry. Yeah. How does that relate to <laughs>
3: Episode 7.
0: Luke Kenny's. thank you for uh, joining us today on our podcast. Puppet Labs, who's, of course, the maker of Puppet, um, the widely used configuration management and automation tool. So
2: uh, our entire strategy is based on uh, very deeply, healthily that things are going to get are going. To, it's going to continue to be important to manage complexity. It's going to continue to be important to manage heterogeneity. And this is, I think, one of the things that all of the containerites miss, and it's, it's bloody stupid. Mm-hmm. Is heterogeneity is not going away. We're not going to look up one day and suddenly one hundred point zero percent of all workloads are running in one kind of environment. Um, you know, infrastructure is generally it's built up in geologic layers, right? You, right. You, one day it looks one way, you invent a new tech, and we add in that tech. We don't replace that tech. Um, and how long did token ring take to, to go away? Right. Uh, still running in places today. <laughs> um, so, so our strategy isn't how do we make sure that we shift everything we need to match the
3: coolest trends.
0: Episode 8. Uh, Michael DeHaan is a, is a prominent technologist, software developer, musician, uh, probably best known for creating the configuration management and automation tool Ansible, as well as Cobbler and a few notable others. So Michael, jumping right into the hardcore tech questions, Straight out of Compton. Did you see it? Did you like it?
4: I, I did not see it. More that, of a classic indie rock guy. So. Got it.
0: That, that was my smooth uh, segue into the biographical, by the way.
4: We can definitely talk about but, ex- extreme computing in other ways, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I did get a chance to um, to check out some of your music on SoundCloud. That's where we host our, our podcast as well. Is music kind of like your main passion or your earliest passion?
4: N- um, no, uh, hard. I don't really do that a lot now. I need to get back into it. The startup had been uh, kept me away from the synthesizers, but uh, it's been, well, a lot of computer things lately for the most part and starting to get back into cameras and starting to play with music bits again. I'm increasingly getting very interested in immutable systems, right? So the idea that I'm baking an image. Uh, I'm currently working for a, you know, a fantastic AWS shop called uh, Interactive Intelligence and they're, uh, they're all immutable systems. So the, the idea behind immutable systems is you can bake a configuration, whether that's into an AMI or a file in the Docker registry or whatever. And then when you deploy it, it's very, very consistent, and it deploys faster, and uh, that, that approach has been, um, you know, people like Riot Games and other people have been pushing that for a while, but it's starting to get into the consciousness, right?
0: Episode 9 So, Troy Hunt is an industry thought leader in the information security space, a Microsoft MVP for developer security, and the creator of HaveIBeenPawn.com. He's been uh, featured in Forbes, Time Magazine, Mashable, PC World, ZDNet. The list goes on, and we're uh, definitely delighted to have him on the gig.
4: Uh, You might
3: find that the organization was PCI compliant, so that is, they stored payment card information in a secure fashion. They didn't have the entire card number there. But they might have had the last four digits of the card. Right. Which may not sound too bad, except for the fact that the last four digits of your card are often used as a verification channel
0: for other services. Episode 10. How is DevOps alive and well at Kickstarter? Like, what's your DevOps success or level of success there and what your philosophy in general around that?
1: Sure. Um, So we're uh, we're an interesting case because... uh, DevOps. We're one of the shops where, where everyone working here was sort of like DevOps. That's what we already do, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, my entire operations team are largely people who are application developers. Um, so they they always wrote code. Uh, and uh, you know, my lead, uh, the the sort of ops engineering manager, um, uh, you know, he would be a perfectly acceptable Ruby and Rails developer in his own right if you so choose to do that. He just happens to have a, a sort of specialization in in opsy sort of stuff.
0: Episode 11. Uh, we're extremely happy to have Alex polvi CEO of CoreOS, on this episode of the gig. Prior to CoreOS, Alex was the creator of CloudKick, a cloud server monitoring SaaS that was acquired by Rackspace back in 2010. And uh, he started CoreOS, which is a Linux-based OS that's been described as the Linux OS as a service, basically using Linux containers to manage services at a higher abstraction level.
1: CoreOS is really a culmination of a, a bunch of... Different thinking, um, but the the main idea was kind of looking at the problem from the point of view of what could we do to fundamentally improve the security of the internet. And our observation is that the key to security is around updates. And everybody's server infrastructure is just getting hacked left and right right now. And we believe that's primarily due to companies' ability to update their software, not just like deploy vulnerability fixes or deploy. Um, you know, a new version of their own software, but just even having the safety to update their applications. So, because right now, state of the art on a server is to get it running and, and don't touch it. And so we're like, if we could just make the whole environment more safe to update, as well as just make things more easily to update, we think we could make a huge stride in terms of improving the security of everybody's infrastructure. That's kind of like the bulk of the problem.
3: Episode 12.
0: OK, today we're happy to have on the gig uh, Mike Havis. Mike is a prominent thought leader in all things cloud related, as well as a noted author of popular books and articles like Architecting the Cloud and the Virtualization from Practice, as well as an ongoing contributor to Forbes. Uh, currently, he's the VP and Principal Architect for Cloud Technology Partners, a uh, cloud consultancy based out of Boston, Mass.
1: As practices uh,
2: start small, do something that's attainable.
1: Don't expect to be perfect. Get something out there and learn, and then iterate. And continue to learn and get better. I mean, there's so much to know that you can't get it all
4: right. So make something, do something. That's another problem. A lot of companies, they go to the drawing board for a year, year and a half, two years, and, you know, you never get beyond PowerPoint.
1: But, you know, make a decision, do something, try it, proof proof concept, iterate, get something out there, figure out what worked, what didn't.
4: Make sure it didn't
0: work, iterate, and start the next one. Hey there, thanks for listening. That was episode 13 of The Gig, our special Christmas episode. We've got a lot more in store for 2016, so until then, check out scriptrock.com for more info. Have a great holiday, New Year's, from all of us at Scriptrock.